asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Let's be honest, the first place our family turns to when we're looking for a quick getaway is always Airbnb. I know we can find an amazing place to stay at the beach, like St. Simons on the Georgia coast, for instance. Mm -hmm. It's one of our favorite spots. That's what comes to mind, Matt, when I'm thinking about travel. And while you're staying at someone else's home, have you ever thought about what you could be doing with your own home? That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you are away because that is all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room if you've got one. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're talking holiday shopping without the hangover with Julie Ramhold. So Americans are about to spend a staggering amount of money this holiday season. Uh, Deloitte, they report an expected 14% increase in spending compared to last year, with the average consumer spending just over $1,600. But then again, it depends on who is running the survey. It depends on who you're asking, because Gallup, they're forecasting that Americans will spend slightly less compared to last year, uh, sitting at around $900 by the end of the year. But either way, there's a good chance that you are a part of the overwhelming majority of folks who are going to spend something on your friends and family, and who doesn't want to make sure that they're getting the absolute best deal possible. Uh, That's why we're excited to be speaking with Julie Ramhold, who is a consumer analyst, uh, a senior staff writer for Deal News. For nearly a decade, she's worked to ensure that we are all paying as little as possible for all this different things that we want. So, Julie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Of course. Yeah, no, Julie, we're really excited to talk to you about this. I confessed before we began recording that I have been using Deal News since I was a wee pup, uh, since <laughs> since Deal News, probably since it began, honestly. Uh, I've been I've been a fan for a long time, and so I'm really excited to have this, have this chat kind of uh, and, and really help people when it comes to saving money over the holidays and on their spend. Well, but first, the first question we ask anybody who comes on the show is, what do you like to splurge? on. Matt and I, we, we spend a decent chunk of change on craft beer pretty regularly, but we're also at the same time saving and investing for the future. Is there something like that in your life while you're trying to handle handle your money well, you still like to go spend a decent bit of money on? So I really love to crochet and a friend of this mine... This is a first. I love it. <laughs> a friend of mine introduced <laughs> me to the differences in quality yarn. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with going to hobby stores like Joanne and Michaels and getting yarn there. But once you use the good stuff, it's really hard to kind of go back. <laughs> so yes. we went to Nashville on a recent trip and we stopped off at a highly rated yarn store and I spent far more on yarn than I had anticipated (laughs) to the point where my jaw probably should have dropped. But I was also like, no, this is great. This is great. I'm in too deep, right? No regrets. What's the average average price difference between the stuff that you get at the hobby store and the stuff at like a fine yarn retailer? Are we talking like 2X or are we talking like 5X? So, (laughs) well, it depends. (laughs) So it also comes down to materials, which I'm not keen on using things like silk because I'm still... I've been crocheting for a while, but I haven't experimented with a lot of like more complicated patterns or stitches. So I tend to steer clear of things like silk just because I'm not super comfortable with experimenting yet. And I don't want to run into ruining a project because yes, you can rip back rows and basically undo everything, but some yarn 
can kind of start to fray if you do that too much. So I'm like, no, we'll leave silk for later. But a standard 200 to 300 yard skein can be like five to $10 maybe, depending on what brand and what the material is that you're looking at at a hobby store. And then when you go to like these indie dyers that are like making their own yarn and doing their own dyes, it's like $28 to $30 okay. for roughly Ooh. the same amount. So yeah, getting close to 6X. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it can add up quick, but I maintain it's worth it. Yeah, I love that you are doing that. You are maybe preparing to be a grandmother or yeah. <laughs> instead uh, of craft beer it's craft yarn yeah yes <laughs> but which which i totally love i love that there are such things as indie dyers yeah. uh, it's not something cool. i've ever heard before but i love that you're doing that julie uh, let's talk about sales let's talk about black friday specifically because <laughs> it it kind of feels more like it's a, a season these days as like versus just a specific day where it takes place do you feel like that that's the case it, does, does it seem like that the deals start sooner and sooner every every single year? Definitely. Okay. So I've been working sort of in the consumer news landscape since 2016, really. And we kind of always joked about this Black Friday creep and it getting worse and worse year over year. And when we were seeing Black Friday deals pop up in like mid-November, we were like, oh my God, it's not even a day anymore. And then the pandemic happened. And so now it's gone from like an extra week or two to like two months. <laughs> so we, we definitely have been seeing this early rollout of Black Friday deals, especially over the last few years, just get earlier and earlier. And I know this year was no different, but it felt earlier to me, and I think it's because we saw other seasonal things coming up a lot sooner than we expected. Yeah. Is that is that good for consumers, or is that bad? Uh, I, like, for instance, I think it was probably 2010, 2011, when I bought my first flat-screen TV, and I remember going to Walmart with two of my buddies, and it was back in the era where you literally had to put your hand on the item, and you had to wait for them to start selling at, like, 6 a.m. or something. We were there, like, I don't know, 1 or 2 a.m. We, we like kind of stayed through the night. That's not how it rolls anymore. But I guess, does the longer deal season, is that good or bad? I think it kind of depends on what sort of shopper you are. So for the most part, it seems like it's a good idea to me because it can help people stay on budget more. Retailers know that they can roll out these deals early and people will still shop them. And you can shop with some level of confidence, especially if a retailer has a holiday price guarantee or something like that in place, just because what you see at any given time when they roll those deals out is probably gonna be what you see throughout the season. So you don't have to stand in front of a KitchenAid stand mixer for $250 and be like, is this gonna get lower? Probably not, that's a great price. If you want a stand mixer, pick it up. <laughs> so I think the earlier time frame can be better, but also if you're one of those people that you like to get your shopping done kind of all at once, it may give you sale fatigue just because you're constantly having to check back and check things off your list throughout as you're waiting for these deals to roll out rather than, hmm. Just going on like Black Friday itself and getting everything and wrapped up. Everything. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it's like it, it used to be more of a sprint. Now it feels more like a, a marathon. But I mean, the way I look at it, I think it makes it. I like it. I, I like the fact that it takes away, it removes some of the circus element yeah. of like, okay, like we're going to go crazy today. Less, oh, the, the door busters. Less trampling of the elderly. As, uh, <laughs> right? Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, like literally. Yeah. But then also just the ability to do some your due diligence, right? Like the ability to do some research and to make sure that you are in fact getting the best price to have kind of set up, whether it's price alerts, that kind of thing. Generally speaking, I like I like the, the direction, I guess, that it's moving. It makes me think of like with real estate as opposed to the, okay, everyone's showing up at the same time and folks are kind of like looking over at the other party. Uh, and I feel like I hear more and more deals that are taking place more casually, like not even going on market, but like via a, an agent who is able to talk to a few folks, I feel like it brings a, I don't know, a level of decency to shopping, holiday shopping that maybe didn't used to exist. For sure. I think it definitely helps to, like you said, eliminate some of the circus at least. Black Friday now feels a lot less chaotic than it did pre-pandemic. Even 
even when we were getting an additional week or so of deals, it still felt like a lot. And there was this really deep sense of urgency to like go and get it. Don't worry about the price, just pick it up because otherwise it's gonna sell out and then you're just gonna be out of luck. And now it feels like we definitely have breathing room to yeah. kind of decide where we wanna shop, who we wanna shop with. And the big players always have similar prices. So yeah. It's really come down to weighing which one is best for your circumstances. So, uh, you know, since we're talking about timing and the fact that there's a longer deal season anyway, we're still more than a week away from Black Friday. Are there are there items that actually might be a better deal now, like uh, Best Best Buys rolling out deals earlier, Target as well, and and they've even had, you know, like Amazon Prime Day and other retailers matching Amazon Prime Day last month. And so how do people know when to pounce on the best deal when there's kind of a succession of rolling deals that keep coming along? Yeah, so <laughs> it can get tricky. I would say that sort of the easiest way to tell is if you have something that you've kind of been keeping front of mind for a long time, you can generally look at the deals as they come and say, I've seen it at that price before six months ago, that's nothing special or, you know, okay, this is the best price I've seen this thing at. And that's pretty good for giving you an indication like, okay, I can go ahead and buy it now. But another thing I think to keep in mind is if you're shopping somewhere that has that holiday price guarantee in place, like Target does this year, their entire thing is basically if you shop from October 22nd to December 24th and if you buy it at Target and then it drops in price at Target before December 24th, you can get a price adjustment. That's but nice. the thing, it's great, but the thing that really makes the most sense to me is that this is a busy time for these major retailers. It's a busy time for everybody, but these major retailers will often hire seasonal workers to kind of help out with the extra load and they don't want their associates to be tied to a register having to do price adjustments constantly. So if you see a Black Friday deal at Target right now and it's a good price and it fits your budget, I say go for it. You can keep an eye on it, but it's probably not gonna drop in price. I think they sort of use these holiday price guarantees as a way to boost confidence on shoppers to make sure that they are shopping these early deals, but also as a kind of way to entice people who might be on the fence to shop with Target in this case, or you know, if Best Buy is doing something similar, then they'll use it so that they can kind of entice shoppers to go there. And ultimately, you're probably not gonna need a price adjustment. If it does change in price, it's probably not gonna be by much. If you want that extra five to 10 bucks back, whatever, but it's not gonna be anything groundbreaking. Gotcha, yeah, so certainly keep an eye out for specific deals. Are there any like categories, any purchases to just completely avoid on Black Friday? Are there any like head fake deals <laughs> that aren't actually deals and uh, you, everyone thinks they are, maybe it gets them in the store, but in reality they're not? I think this was more of a problem before we really started to see retailers move their sales online because we would see these sort of vague Black Friday ads in the papers that were like, oh, you can get this massive TV for super cheap. And then you'd go in and find out it's a brand you never heard of or something mm -hmm. like that. But I will say that now we still may see vague deals and ads online, but at least if you're shopping online, then you can kind of quickly avoid something. And one of the biggest things we say to avoid, period, whether it's Black Friday or not, is off-brand TVs. Mm. And I'm not talking about like Hisense. Hisense is fine. Vizio is fine. Hey, These I like my Samsung brands. TV, Julie, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I have a Hisense TV too. It's totally fine. <laughs> but it is interesting because there are some brands that will be at specific retailers like Walmart or something like that. And they are super cheap sets. And if you're looking for a super cheap set, that may be fine. But in general, we try to look at the longevity of something too. And I feel like this is just one of those situations where you get what you pay for. Yeah. So hmm. if you really cheap out on that TV, you may be lucky if it lasts to next Black Friday. So, <laughs> and considering the prices that we see on these big name brands that pop up for Black Friday, I mean, you might as well just try to get what you actually want. Don't cheap out just because you want a new set or something. Like, shoot for the stars. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you mentioned online shopping. And I feel like it used to be that the best deals came to those who woke up early, who 
ventured forth into the icy cold tundra of their local Walmart <laughs> or or Target store or whatever. But it seems like the the deals are better. And I remember the shift probably five, four or five years ago when it kind of was like, oh, retailers are like, no, 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 we're going to put our best deals online now. Is that the case? Can people Are people going to score the best price shopping online or are they going to score the best price going into a store? I would honestly be surprised if a retailer tries to bring back in-store doorbusters the way that they used to. Now, most deals are completely the same whether you shop online or in-store, and very rarely will we see an in-store exclusive. More often, you're going to see something that can only be found online at that price point. So it's kind of swung the other way, which is funny to me, but also these major retailers are closing on Thanksgiving now, so you don't have people lining up outside the doors for 12 hours or whatever to make sure they're first in. Nobody's camping outside of Walmart for 22 days anymore to get a massive TV deal. So Uh, I miss those days. (laughs) Joe's like the golden days. It was only because I was like really young. And so and I was with my buddies. And so we had the best time. You you make it a thing. Hanging out. It was an event. But I'm so glad there's no way I would do that now. Uh, So and that's that's the part of like the circus that like we were talking about earlier, being able to remove. And I, I really do just like the direction. It just feels like such a a better direction that we're going in right yeah. like like you said stores that are closing that aren't even open on fridays sometimes too where they're like yeah. you know what or maybe i'm thinking of rei where they're like sure. go outside uh the ability to step away from consumption a little bit is you know obviously you want to make sure you're getting a deal but if there's a way to maybe de-emphasize that to a certain extent I, that's something i can get behind but you're saying that there's not likely to be better deals in person so one of the problems with that is shipping right shipping delays and we're way past the what is it the container ships parked off the coast of california (laughs) where they have nowhere to dock we don't have those kind of delays like we've dealt with over the past few years but it still looks to be a problem as more and more folks are looking to participate in online shopping is the solution simply just to to order stuff a little bit earlier i mean to some degree you can if you really need something and you can't get it any other way or you don't want to get it any other way sure go ahead and order online try to order as early as you can but the good thing too is that even though our shipping carriers are kind of overwhelmed anybody who's had a package delivered in the last year has probably experienced at least one delay from somebody so even though they're kind of overwhelmed a lot of retailers will put on their website like a clear day of you need to order by this day to have gifts under the tree or in time for hanukkah or other holiday that you celebrate. So it's entirely possible that you're gonna kind of gamble a little if you wait too long. But my solution to that is if it's at all possible, buy online and pick up in store. There you go. Okay. That's a good one. I mean, one. at that point, you get it so much faster. You still have the convenience of shopping online, mm-hmm. but you get your items faster. So to me, it's the best of both worlds. Nice. Okay, when we're buying online, there's another problem that arises, or at least it has in my shopping history. It was a couple of years ago, I think, on a Black Friday, that, that I think it was Walmart, and I don't really shop at Walmart very often, but they had an inflatable hot tub for 200 bucks. And I was like, okay, this is that's a great deal. My kids and I, we will use the mess out of this. This is going to be the greatest thing I've ever bought. <laughs> And they're normally like four or five hundred bucks. And I was like, yeah, that's too rich for my blood. But if it's two hundred bucks, I'm in. And I was on it was like a 7 p.m. release or something like this. I was on the website at 656, like just like preparing mentally to buy this inflatable hot tub. It was going to be the best Christmas. And then uh, at seven o'clock, it was like sold out. (laughs) And so the quantities were so limited. Even somebody who was ready and ready to pounce when the deal got released, like I don't know how many they had, like four or something <laughs> for nation, the nation. And and so is that a problem when it comes to the deals and finding them online? Uh, are the best deals going to sell out really quickly and they're going to be disappointed Joels everywhere, <laughs> not getting their inflatable hot tubs? I'm sorry you missed out on the inflatable hot well, tub. Thank you. thank you. I will say it's, it is a risk. In a perfect world, everyone would only buy the amount that they need and it would be for themselves and that would be that. But... If you don't think there are resellers trying to shop these Black Friday sales and get these massive items that they can sell at a huge markup afterwards, you're probably fooling yourself a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So it is definitely a risk, but that's also part of what makes the 
lengthier season so much better. I think at this point, the only time that we really see those super excellent deals that sell out in just the blink of an eye is if you're looking at certain lightning deals on Amazon or if the items are in such limited quantities that they are literally running for, like it starts at 6 a.m. online on Thanksgiving until supplies last and that's it. You can usually tell the really in-demand items based on like where they fall within the ad, but if there's something that you're looking at and you're like, that is a really good price, that's probably gonna sell out really quickly, it is definitely a risk. But also if it goes live on Thanksgiving, there's only so much you can do. So I would say if you're trying to kind of gauge which ones are gonna have the most potential to sell out quickly, it's probably gonna be the ones that are actually available on Black Friday itself in store. So that at least should make it a little bit easier to navigate because they don't wanna deal with people crashing their site on Thanksgiving when the stores are closed and a whole bunch of people are off anyway. So they're gonna be strategic about rolling out these super in-demand deals. And it's kind of why it's a good idea to start looking now. Like we've seen some things at Target already that are basically last year's Black Friday prices and they're just already there, ready to shop. And you don't have to worry about them selling out yet. Okay, so you're talking about specific items. Are there any particular items that are gonna be like really hot this year? Like like in years past, maybe it was like the Instant Pot. Or like Tickle Me Elmo. <laughs> Uh, from maybe a decade ago, Tickle Me Elmo, <laughs> sure. Yeah, have there been any signs that there's going to be an item like that that's just going to be crazy hot, that's going to go immediately, something that everybody's wanting? Ooh, I have to imagine that some of the hottest things that are going to be really in demand this year, probably to some degree, video game consoles, but the thing that really amuses me about that whole situation is we see the same bundles every holiday. <laughs> so there will be Switch bundles with Mario Kart, there may be potential for something like a PlayStation console bundled with Spider-Man 2 as like a really popular one. I feel like Barbie toys are going to be yeah. pretty up there this year, too, because of the movie. Yeah. Maybe fewer Christopher Nolan Oppenheimer toys. <laughs> maybe more, maybe, more, the, maybe yeah, more on the Barbie side of Build things. your own nuclear bomb. Yeah, Terrible kids, play that's, set right there. That's a great toy. Cause a lot of destruction. All right, we've got more uh, uh, questions to get to with you, Julie. And specifically, we want to talk about maybe some unlikely deals that, uh, that many people don't think to buy, but they're often the best prices around this time of year as well. So we'll get to get more questions about finding the best deal, what to buy, when to shop, where to shop with Julie right after this. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal. Rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Spring cleaning is kind of a, an annual rite of passage. We've all got to do it, minimize the junk that we have in our house. Emily and I, we just cleaned our closets out. It took hours, but it was so worth it. Now we've only got stuff in there that we love, and it's easier to find everything too. And so, you know, while cleaning your closets is helpful, 
Well, there's something else you can do for your family this spring. Shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius, for example, is a really important part of your financial planning for the year. That's right. Yeah. And here is the thing that's important to remember because you might be thinking you don't need to check out Policy Genius because you've got a policy through work. But even if you have a life insurance policy through your job, it may not offer you enough protection for your family's needs and it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius works for you, not the insurance companies, and that means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. We are back. We're talking with Julie Ramhold. Uh, who doesn't want to be able to exit the holiday shopping season without that financial hangover? Yeah. So, Julie, earlier before the break, you were talking about Target specifically, uh, and you were mentioning, did you say starting October 22nd is when their price match guarantee period started? That's right, yeah. Are there other specific retailers who are offering a price match like that? It, d- does it just vary uh, depending on the actual specific retailer? Are there a group of retailers who are who are all doing this? Or will they ever give you a better deal? Not just because the price dropped at their store, but because it dropped at another store? As a general rule, no. <laughs> You're not ever going to get a better deal for Black Friday. I will say that most retailers suspend their price matching policy during Black Friday period. Some of them won't even price match themselves. Okay. So it's very weird during that time. I think it's probably generally safe to assume that if it's the week of Thanksgiving or the week of Cyber Monday, you're probably not going to get a price match. You can try. I say go for it. Make sure you're Hmm. polite and patient, but don't count on it. Aside from that, though, it's one of those things that will definitely depend on which retailer you're shopping. So if you're really curious, I would say Google something like Best Buy Holiday Price Matching Policy or something like that. And you can usually find the information on it pretty quickly so that you're kind of prepared before you start really getting into your shopping and adding things to your cart. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So you just mentioned Cyber Monday, which actually got me thinking, is that even a thing anymore? Because again, with these deals starting sooner, with most retailers switching to online as opposed to having the in-store deals, Cyber Monday, is that even a thing? So it still is, but it's so funny to me because... We talked years ago about how Cyber Monday has this weird reputation as having Black Friday's leftovers. And that was when people were still going into stores to shop for Black Friday. And I feel like now that might be more true than it was then. It's strange. We always see certain categories that really stack up as being better to shop on Black Friday, better to shop on Thanksgiving better to shop on Cyber Monday. But for years now, we've also seen Black Friday start on Thanksgiving. So even now with retailers like Target and Walmart being closed on Thanksgiving Day, they still have their deals starting online. Then when Cyber Monday rolls around, everything is online again. It's gotten to the point where you kind of look at what you see on Black Friday could come back for Cyber Monday, or it could be slightly worse. Hmm. <laughs> so it's kind of weird and you do have to decide how much you're willing to risk. I will say in the past couple of years, especially, it seems like Thanksgiving and Black Friday have been more about individual deals. So that's where you find things like the super cheap Keurig coffee makers or the really great price on small kitchen appliances in general or something like that. And then when you shift into Cyber Monday deals, that's when you may start to see site-wide offers. So if you're shopping for clothing on Black Friday, you may find something like boots for buy one, get one 50% off. Pairs, not, you know, (laughs) individual (laughs) boots. You'd be surprised how often that conversation comes up. But, you know, you'll see things like that or sweaters for like $10 or something like that. But then when Cyber Monday rolls around, it'll be a site-wide like 40% off sale or something like that. So it kind of leaves it open for having some better discounts on Cyber Monday, but it's also not a guarantee. So I usually tell people if you're really concerned with getting the best price, the best thing you can do is 
make a list of everything you want to buy during Black Friday. Start looking for those deals no later than Monday of Black Friday week and just check in periodically through Cyber Monday at least. Okay. And I mean, the sad thing is too, is that you just kind of have to be prepared that at some point you may have to say it's good enough and you're not going to get the lowest price or you might not get the lowest price, but it fits your budget, so go for it. So, so much of the time during this kind of, this period of the shopping calendar year, I think so many people are thinking about deals on TVs, or thinking about deals on kids' toys, gaming systems, inflatable hot tubs sometimes. <laughs> uh, but so, but there are other things that you write about uh, in on the Deal News site, and you've included like predictions, let's say, about travel deals that are likely to come along. That's something I don't necessarily think about as being, oh, I should totally look to book a trip over during Black Friday for future travel. Are we likely to see deals on travel? And if so, what are those deals likely to look like? We're definitely gonna see deals on travel. I was speaking with someone this morning about how it seems like the travel industry has finally recovered enough to the point where, recovered from the pandemic, I should say, to the point where they aren't afraid to offer up significant deals. And so we're already seeing some online travel agencies roll out offers. I think it was Priceline that basically had some of their things kick off on November 6th. So they're sort of also getting in the early Black Friday deal game, but they'll have sales over Black Friday and Cyber Monday for sure, and also Travel Tuesday. Wait, tra Travel Tuesday's a thing? I don't think I knew that yes, either. Yes, it's a thing. <laughs> it's- Okay, all right. There's just a day for it's everything, just one more, yep. <laughs> Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, there will be sales that are gonna be something like up to 30% off hotel stays or something like that. The biggest thing is to remember to kind of read the fine print and make sure that whatever deal you're trying to take advantage of is going to be for a time period that you need. I think a lot of people when they book travel, unless they're booking some massive trip for like way out, they're probably booking travel closer to like six weeks out because it's for the upcoming holiday or a holiday weekend or like a little trip they know they want to take or something like that. So they may not be thinking ahead, but we've seen cruise deals pop up on Black Friday before that are basically valid for the end of 2023 through the end of 2024 or something like that. So you can definitely get this sort of wide swath of travel dates available by looking for these epic sales on Black Friday and Cyber Monday and Travel Tuesday. <laughs> and so it may just be something that's kind of not the mindset that a lot of people have when they're thinking about booking travel, but it definitely is worth checking it out and going, oh, I'm planning to go to Japan in three months and I can book this great package right now. It's like, yeah, absolutely, go ahead and do that. If you know that you wanna travel somewhere, and even if you wanna do something like a Disney cruise or go to a Disney park, look for deals. Okay. There is a really good chance there will be deals on tickets to the parks, on cruises. It could be something where, you know, you not only get a great fare, but you also get some extra perks added on. So nice. it's definitely worth it. All right, so let's, let's go back to, let's shift back to like actual items uh definitely going to keep an eye out for potential travel deals maybe <laughs> yeah. go my first ever cruise which i've never never done before <laughs> but when it comes to items to gifts that you would purchase somebody uh you say to not ignore refurbished items uh and you know like i feel like it's always tough to know whether or not buying refurb is a good idea or a bad one especially if the warranty is a lot shorter uh, but do you like the idea of folks kind of taking that route to save in general, I think it's a good idea, mostly because as long as you buy from somebody that's reputable, you should be fine. So if you buy through like eBay certified refurbished, or if you buy open box or refurbished from Best Buy or something like that, you're gonna have steps to take if something doesn't work as it should. And like you said, you usually get at least a year warranty or something like that. So I think it can be a really smart way to get your hands on the latest tech. But I also will note that depending on what generation of product you're looking at, you may be able to get it brand new for around the same price. Hmm. I think one of Walmart's deals that went live on November 8th was for the second generation AirPods with a charging case. They're normally about a hundred bucks 
They dropped to 69. That was like the best price we had seen for those new. The next closest thing we had seen was 60 bucks for a pair that was refurbished. Mm. So at that point- Is it worth the 10 bucks? Yeah. Exactly. If yeah. you can get new ones for really close to what the refurbished price is, I mean, at that point, just I say go for the new ones just to be safe. Well, yeah, and just to avoid somebody else's ear pods that have been in somebody else's ears, right? Like, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> just, just to avoid the additional. Comes with free no. earbuds. <laughs> you know, I feel like there's a way to embrace the open box as well, because as I think about it, I'm picturing like old school. It makes me think of like a Norman Rockwell painting and you've got under the tree, there's presents that are wrapped, but you also like there's the there's a few toys and whatnot that maybe have a bow perched on top. And I think that that could totally be a way to embrace literally the open boxing because sometimes if you're like, oh, wow, you can kind of tell that this was pre-owned or something like that. But what if you just go ahead and embrace it? You take it out of the box and set it out Whoa. there. All right. That does make you. I, I feel like that's a that's an approach a lot of folks. Could I'm take. curious, Matt, you know, we've talked about this on the show before, but Julie, what's your take? Is it kosher is it allowed is it okay uh, to buy a used gift for a loved one like for instance let's say they wanted some free weights or some disc golf equipment could they is it okay to go to play it against sports and buy some of that stuff <laughs> or is is buying something used and then gifting it is that just beyond the pale i mean as long as it's in decent shape and doesn't so you don't want to buy like a set of discs for disc golf and one of them have like a glaring crack down the middle or something right, like that'd that. That'd be a problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as they look at best gently used, I would say it's totally fine. Okay. Right. And it, it kind of depends so much on the item, right? Because, you know, if you're into like vintage watches, well, obviously they're all... <laughs> <laughs> They're all used. They're all, they've all got some, some wear and tear on them. I'm not into the vintage AirPods as much. <laughs> yeah, yeah te technology-wise, vintage doesn't really work with right. ele electronics. Uh, but Julie, uh, you've written about budgeting, and you, you say that that's basically your number one tip uh, when it comes to holiday spending, is to actually set a budget. That's something we can obviously appreciate here at How to Money. But do you have any specific tips any specific recommendations on that front when it comes to budgeting do you, do you have like a even a dollar amounts that you'd be willing to throw out there for folks as they're considering different members of their family oh that's tough <laughs> because i think it also comes down to how close you are to said member of the family mm -hmm. like i'm really close to my dad so i wouldn't bat an eye at spending you know 50 to 100 dollars or something like that on a gift for him especially if it's like a first edition book that i know he's gonna love or something but like my cousin's wife, who I might not be so close to, <laughs> probably yeah, won't yeah. spend that much. And on she her. said probably, just in case she happens to be listening. <laughs> she's thinking twice about it. <laughs> so yeah, I think it it comes down to it's kind of like when you get an invitation to a wedding that you're like, oh man, I haven't seen these people since college. It's been like ten years. I don't even know the person mm -hmm. they're marrying. And then it's like, oh, but I still have to send a gift. What am I going to send them? It's kind of along those lines, like how close are you to the gifty? That will help you determine how much is okay to spend. And then when you're putting your budget together, the biggest thing I think is to decide if you're doing like a budget for the entire holiday season, which can get kind of big and overwhelming, but also can potentially help you save money. Or are you just worried about setting a budget for like gifting? Yeah. Okay. That So that brings me to, I think, a really, really important question. One that we face more and more these days is people buying stuff for themselves. And that can often blow up a holiday budget, right? You've you've maybe said, okay, cool. I'm going to spend 75 bucks on my dad. I'm going to spend $2 for my cousin's wife because she's not that great. But uh, <laughs> you, she, hey, you, she you, did not say that. You Joel. said it, not me, Julie. No, kidding, I did. I put words in your mouth. I'm sorry. Um, okay, so you kind of have those numbers broken out. But man, one of the most insidious things, one of the things that causes the parts us from our dollars so often during the holidays that maybe we hadn't planned on is we say, ooh, deal. I'd like that. Ooh, other deal. I'd like that. And this is something I used to struggle with more in those in those young pup days where I was addicted to deal news. I still like deal news, but I, I, I've had to kind of rein it in a little bit. But like, what what is, how do you help people think through, or what do you say to folks who say, how do I make sure I don't spend too much money buying loads of stuff that's on sale for myself during a time where it's supposed to be about buying for others or, or even just not buying as much at all and just togetherness? So I think there are a couple of ways to navigate this. If you tend to be one of those people that like to treat yourself a lot, go ahead and put yourself in the budget. You know, title it self-care or whatever and put a cap on it. 
and then just try to be really mindful of it. But the other sneakier way to work around this, I would say, is figure out a way to make it for yourself, but also someone else. So if you're looking at buying an experience, for instance, like, oh, this place is having a great price on their massage gift cards for, you know, a spa day. You can get that to treat yourself. You can also make sure that it's enough to treat your best friend while you're at mm. it. Hear that, Matt? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, oh, hey, instead of getting you another sweater, I got us gift cards so we can go have a spa day together. And, you know, it's it kind of evens out that way. Honestly, I feel I can get behind that because what you're also doing there is you're creating uh, some quality time yeah. for you. I mean, and I've never been to the spa with my best buddy but <laughs> i envisioned that we would have some discussions there yeah, i'm know. ready <laughs> go to top um, golf then or instead or something like that which i also have never done i feel like uh, <laughs> there's a lot of fun things that i might be getting for you joel i think i'm doing that with my cousins this, this holiday season oh really yeah top oh, golf like, that should be like fun. fun uh well like what's your what's your take on gift cards Julie, because I, I think I read somewhere that it, it looks like it's projected that more money is going to be spent this year in particular on, on gift cards. But the problem is there are so many dollars of gift card money that just end up languishing in underwear drawers because people forget where they've placed it, kind of fall under the socks. Is that a gift that you think folks should give? I'm curious to hear your thoughts there. I am ready to banish the stigma on gift cards. I love gift All right. cards. Well, we can butt heads on I this one then, Julie. <laughs> I always hate it when people ask me, oh, your birthday's coming up. What do you want? What do you want for Christmas? And I'm like, I have no idea. Are you kidding me? So I usually don't have an answer to give them other than gift card. <laughs> and the good thing is, too, that December especially is going to be really great for buying gift cards. But there's also a handful of retailers and restaurants that already have their special holiday promotions rolling out now. So... It can be hard, especially to get older generations on board with giving gift cards as gifts. But if you can tell them that they'll actually be stretching their dollar and making it go further because of bonus cards and other freebies attached, maybe they'll lean yeah. into it. That, that's the only time that I get behind gift cards. And I, I get that it's an easy gift so much of the time. But I see those stats about the billions of dollars that end up just going kind of wasted. And I can't help but think that just giving somebody cash would often be more effective and you're not turning U.S. currency into something that can only be used at one retailer. But I, I agree, this time of year is the best time of year to actually look for gift cards because there's often deals and incentives attached, right, that that make that turn the value of a dollar into more than just a dollar. So I'm with you on that. I guess, okay, question about payment methods. Buy now, pay later was around last year of course it's been around for a little while now but it's gaining a lot of steam it's got it's get, getting a lot of momentum i've all the stats point to people using buy now pay later more and more and more and i think this is a way people think maybe that oh i'm saving money or oh i'm budgeting more effectively by paying for this in four easy installments but like uh do you have any insight on the best way to buy presents is there uh is there a specific method of payment that you prefer and how do you think about buy now pay later and how that's affecting consumers so i think buy now pay later is definitely valuable it's just one of those solutions where it's best to know yourself be brutally honest with yourself about what mm -hmm. your spending habits are what your financial weaknesses are and then decide from there, is this something I can handle? Is it worth the potential risk of like running into more financial trouble later? And also there's so many different companies out there now that it's like, if you do decide to lean into buy now, pay later, and you're using multiple companies, for the love of everything, keep a spreadsheet so you yeah. know that you've got something from here and here and here and you can pay your bills off. That's honestly, that's one of the biggest things that, that I have an issue with is the fact that it's like, essentially each item that you buy, it's almost like that there is a, a statement, a credit statement. There, it's almost like each one of those is a credit card where you have yeah. to keep up with the billing statement when it's due. And in my mind, I think of the, the same person who may not a have a, a solid credit score, which means they don't have a maybe a, a great credit card, that they're also going to have run into the same struggles when it comes to being able to stay organized. But I like what you said, which is to make sure that you know yourself. And this also makes me think of even just shopping and deals, just like kind of stepping back, like zooming out a little bit. 
like the same way we talk about credit cards, right? That you can use them as a tool. And but you need to be careful because if you're going to be tempted to overspend, then maybe you don't want to use this tool. Do you think that there's a similar subset of people who might should be careful when it comes to looking at all of the different deals out there? If there's somebody out there and they know that they might be tempted to overspend because it's going to be hard for them to resist because it's such a great percentage off. Do you think it's better for those folks just to avoid the sales altogether? Honestly, it can be. And I usually, especially around the first of the year, will have someone ask me, what are your tips for trying to cut back on spending in general? And one of the first things I do is tell people to unsubscribe from all of the retailer newsletters they subscribe to for the holiday season. Because if you don't know about the sale, you can't be tempted. (laughs) I am horrible about this. Don't get me wrong. My inbox is full of stuff, especially right now. But I realize too that if you're not great about talking yourself out of a purchase you don't really need or even want, and some of the deals around Black Friday especially can be so incredible that you're like, I don't know what I'm gonna do with that, but that's such a good deal, I'm gonna get it anyway. <laughs> it can make it hard. So if you're, you're one of those people that may fall for buying something because it's a good deal and not necessarily because it's a good deal on something that you need or want, it could be worth avoiding the sales. Maybe not all of them, but pick your favorite retailer and try to try to stick with them. If you really like shopping at Target, then, you know, try to stick with just their newsletters instead of getting like yeah. Target and Best Buy and Walmart and everything else under the sun. Well, it sounds like you were describing 10, 12 year ago, Joel, right there for a second. Because I, I was like, I was, I was a deal nerd, and it was. I, I came to realize, wait a second, I'm just loading up on stuff, and it turns out I'm buying stuff that I'm either not going to use or I'm not terribly happy with. But I bought it was because it was a good price, and I think that certain people with hyper frugal tendencies can fall victim to that and they end up actually it's it's the opposite of frugal to buy stuff that you don't need even just because it's a deal but that is that is a common trap that a lot of people f- fall into around kind of black friday time period so yeah long before it was girl math it was Joel <laughs> that's right uh, i started the trend little does everyone know it should be named after me folks i probably i need like a like a big statue in my honor <laughs> for the inception of that. Uh, but Julie, we've got a few more questions we want to get to uh, with you, specifically about avoiding the holiday hangover come January. We'll, we'll get to a little bit more with you on this topic right after this break. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000-plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money joel so we were just recounting our trip to scotland this is the trip that we took this time last year actually with some of our friends over the weekend and one of the highlights from edinburgh was stumbling upon the absolute best meat pie shop. Mm -hmm. They were fresh out of the oven. They had that perfectly flaky crust. But guess what? 
That serendipitous experience would never have happened if we'd stayed at a boring hotel. We had found the perfect flat in the coolest part of town, thanks to Airbnb. Ah, Matt, I'm still dreaming about those meat pies. You're making (laughs) making me drool. And while turning to Airbnb might be a no-brainer when you're looking to spend some money on travel, it might not be the first thing you think of when you're looking to make some money. Why let it sit empty, your house, when it could be earning extra income, though? It's the financially smart thing to do. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra dough. Yeah, that's right. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, we are back. We're still talking with Julie Ramhold. And Julie, so a quick personal question. You're talking about... You know, you mentioned like I guess one of the best ways to to save is by unsubscribing to those newsletters. We were just talking about that. Come January, that way you don't even know about those deals. But you mentioned January; it made me think. Are you uh, one of the folks who starts to budget for the holidays a year in advance, where you just have a nice, solid year of build up so that you are fully prepared? I am not. Okay. I am a procrastinator to the biggest degree, and I think we probably don't start considering holiday budget shopping until maybe three months out. So like July or so. Usually about the time I start writing Black Friday content for Deal News is about when we're like, okay, we should probably start <laughs> looking ahead to the holidays and figuring out our budget. Well, honestly, though, better like better better late than never, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I feel like in a perfect world, if you can be... I don't know, a little more robotic with your finances. Yeah, like you are looking like a full year in advance, but better July than Very true. November. <laughs> I mean, because that present for your cousin's wife, you're going to find itself. Uh, <laughs> well, one of the la- uh, you, you just you mentioned procrastination. One of the things you don't want to procrastinate on is returning stuff that you end up not wanting. You place the order, maybe because it's a deal, you realize, oh, wait, I don't want that. Oh, I forgot. I already bought a present for my mom. And so I actually don't need this, need this thing. Talk to me about uh, holiday return policies. And are there some, it seems like sometimes more and more we're seeing fees attached, especially if you're mailing something back to a retailer where you're not going to necessarily get the full price of what you ordered back into your account. Yeah, I would say if you think that you're going to have to return something, try to figure out a nice way to ask for a gift receipt if you're getting it from someone else. If you're giving something to someone else, I would say make sure to include a gift receipt unless you just don't like them, just because it will make the process easier. But overall, yeah, if you're looking at returning something, especially if it's electronics, that's when we really see things like the restocking fees apply. And at that point, sometimes it'll be a flat rate. Sometimes it'll be something like 15% of the purchase price. So they're really trying to discourage you from (laughs) returning items, which Mm -hmm. from a business standpoint, I can understand. But because of that, it may come down to kind of weighing your options. Like, is it worth returning, especially if you have to ship it back and pay for shipping? So if, you, if you're if you kind of weighing your options and you're thinking about returning something, I would definitely try to factor in restocking fees, return shipping to see if it might just be worth it to turn around and put it on a local marketplace or something like that. You may be able to recoup more of your costs that way. But ah, it's just one of those situations that's going to kind of vary from retailer to retailer and based on what you buy as well. Another big problem we see with electronics is that they have a much shorter return window. So in general, we tend to see retailers saying, you know, like items purchased in late November or early December can be returned until like mid or late January, sometimes even later they will extend their return policies for these items by a good margin. But when it comes to things like electronics, you may still only have like 14 or 15 days from purchase. So it's important to note those differences and kind of realize what you're getting into before you buy something, especially if it's a pricey electronic item. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's assuming too, that you have the ability, ability at all to make the return. Cause sometimes you've got, there's different sort of tricks that get played on you, whether it's something being final sale and, Oh, turns out you actually don't have the ability to, to return this. Are there, are there some other sort of marketing retailer tricks like that where, uh, those different stores are trying to <laughs> trying to part us from our money, whether it's to spend additional money or to make a purchase that maybe we wouldn't have made at all. So that is definitely where the urgency of Black Friday comes in, too, is 
if you're, <laughs> you can sometimes buy floor models of things, for instance, whether it's electronics or furniture or something like that. But the problem with that is that typically it is final sale. So they may or may not tell you that at the time of purchase, but if you're having to kind of jump through those hoops to get your hands on something because the standard boxed inventory sold out or something like that, it's something to definitely be aware of. Pay attention to exclusions and things like that because it may say like, oh, you can buy anything purchased after December 1st until you know January 24th. And then there's a mile long list of fine print exclusions, but if you don't read that, then you won't know. Yeah, and yeah. Who's reading all the fine print? We're so used to just scrolling to the bottom, yep. clicking accept all, yep. <laughs> whether it's on terms of service with apps or uh, yeah, the, the fine print app I'm, retailers. I'm seeing a whole lot more final sales, especially clothing items these days than I've ever seen in my life. And so you definitely have to, to notice that. And it varies between individual items. It's not like everything on this site is final sale. It's certain specific items, right? And so you just have to note that when you're, when you're making the purchase. And all right, Julie, final question for you, I guess, not Black Friday specific, but maybe zoom out just a little bit you've been in the deal space for quite a while what's your take on finding deals on the internet in general like best practices and then i think in some ways we all thought it would, would that the internet was going to make it easier to comparison shop to find a deal but it feels like that hasn't really been true in a lot of ways either that it, that it's still just as opaque as and, and if i'm wrong let me know but it still it feels like finding a deal or knowing whether something is a deal is is still pretty opaque even given kind of the advantages we have as consumers shopping on the internet what ways can we maybe use the internet and the the realities of kind of shopping e-commerce how can we use that to our advantage to actually make sure that we're we're getting a good deal so this is where I contradict myself and say that if you're kind of looking around and you've realized that maybe something you want to purchase is only available direct from the manufacturer or they're the ones that are most likely to have a good price or something like that, try to sign up for their newsletter because they will alert you to sales as we've talked about, but they will also potentially send you a discount code as sort of a welcome thing. And it could be 10%, it could be 15%. It's probably not gonna be anything crazy, but it will definitely help to cut down on your order and help you save a little bit, at least initially. Outside of that, it is really hard to do comparison shopping. I know that when we're kind of looking around trying to judge what deals are best, we will use Google Shopping just because it pulls up results from a whole bunch of different places but it's still a lot of work to sort of sift through those and figure out which ones are reputable sellers, which ones are actually selling the object I'm looking for, and it's not just a scam with the picture. Mm -hmm. It can get tiring. Mm. And you mentioned reputable sellers. Is that a problem too? Like just crap websites that don't, if a deal is it looks too, seems too good to be true, is it probably too good to be true and it's from some sort of website that doesn't actually stand behind what it sells? I feel like this is a huge problem. So in general, it's gotten easier to sort of open a store on the internet. And if you're not shopping through something like Etsy or eBay, where you can look at seller ratings and see like, oh, okay, this one's actually pretty highly rated. Oh, this one has a notorious track record of not sending the right item or not sending anything at all then you know, you're kind of leaving it up to chance. And there have definitely been cases where I've seen products listed online that are like clearly claiming to be something they're not and hoping that shoppers don't notice. And some shoppers won't, not everybody does their mm -hmm. research. Sometimes they see a price on something that seems like it's great and they just assume they found a great deal. And then they get stuck with this headache of trying to either get their money back or get the item that they ordered or something like that. And it is kind of a good idea to always stick with sellers that you can at least research, whether it be a big brand or if you're on eBay, then a highly rated seller or even a big brand on eBay because they also have eBay storefronts now, stuff like that. I'm so torn because I like shopping small and I like shopping indie, but it definitely pays to try to find reviews before you make your first purchase from somewhere, especially if something seems like a really mm -hmm. great deal. You want to make sure that it's as good as it seems. And the lesser known the store, kind of the more potential it has to be something potentially shady, if that 
No, makes sense. Yeah, it makes, makes all the sense in the world. Uh, Julie, we really appreciate you talking with us. We're definitely going to link to Deal News, and specifically, we came across a page that had all of the different Black Friday uh, flyers, essentially, listed out by retailer. We'll link to that. But uh, do you have any other extremely helpful resources for folks who are looking for uh, specific deals? I would say if you're shopping online, lean into using extensions that give you cash back especially around black friday stuff like rakuten will be increasing their rates for some stores so if you're earning something like three percent cash back normally then around black friday it could double or even triple so definitely use that as much as you can that will help you save maybe not up front but when you get that check with the cash back it'll make the holidays feel a lot less stressful love it julie thank you again for joining us we really appreciate it thank you so much for having me well all right joel who doesn't want an amazing deal on whatever it is that they want to buy for their inflatable hot tub matt (laughs) i told you what i want for their loved ones. That, you, that, that's just for me, though. Well, not just for you, for your buddy as well. It kind of goes to... Yeah, uh, ma- come over. Maybe that'll be my big takeaway. The <laughs> fact that if you are able to maybe justify a purchase that that's not just for me... You're not doing this just for you, Joel. This is for you and your kids. Yeah, it's, it's the ability to create memories. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's not going to be my big takeaway. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was great to talk with Julie from deal news but yeah did you have a specific takeaway big takeaway from this episode yeah i think the biggest thing is buyer beware like she talked about restocking fees she talked about when with travel deals read the fine print and i think ultimately where you buy matters because when you buy let's say buy from somebody where you know the return policy and it's a good Mm -hmm. return policy for instance costco has a 90-day return policy on electronics that's you know, they don't make it a pain <laughs> for you to return it and they don't charge a restocking fee. But if you buy from somewhere else, yeah, maybe you saved an extra 10 bucks. But what if you need to return the item? So sometimes the absolute lowest price isn't necessarily even the direction you want to go. You want to go with the retailer where you're like, oh, that's five minutes from my house. They'll take the, the return. ability to make the return in person. Yes. Goes a long ways in being, in a, uh, being able to offset some of those costs. I guess my big takeaway is going to kind of be in that vein as well, that in an attempt to get the absolute best deal, uh, to pay the absolute least amount on something, sometimes you will end up getting an inferior product. And I hadn't heard someone talk about the different off-brand TVs before, but that's an area, like she said, that oftentimes you are getting what you're paying for, yeah. uh, as opposed to looking for a legit deal on a comp- on a legit company, like a, a company that that's going to make a quality product, and instead to to not focus on the absolute lowest dollar amount, and to not focus on some of the different retailers that you might just happen to stumble upon on Google. Was also glad to hear though, Julie was down with those gift cards, Joel. Was, yeah, no, you didn't like that. Yeah, sorry, Julie. <laughs> well, but I will say this: if if there's any time of year to do gift cards, it's when there are more deals on gift cards, special incentives. So yeah. Paying 200 bucks, but you're getting $300 worth of goods. Sure. That's a pretty sweet deal. I'm down with that gift card then. Yeah. But all right, Matt, let's move back to get back to the beer. This one is from Tumble Root Brewery and Distillery. It's called Sunset. It's a hazy, dry hopped IPA, I guess, with yuzu fruit. What were your thoughts on this? Yeah. Do you, have you ever had yuzu fruit before? I don't think so. It's an Asian citrus, okay. ba- basically. And you can totally taste those kind of lemony, almost grapefruity no- notes coming through. Definitely getting that flavor. Uh-huh. So it's almost like a way for them to have created a like a West Coast hazy, which isn't a thing because West Coast IPAs are normally very citrusy, pithy, bitter. Yeah. But this one is hazy. And it also has some of those brighter citrus notes, which uh, I can totally get behind. Yeah. So yeah, this is a different kind of hazy that we have not experienced before. But this one also says it. it's a malt beverage, which always throws me off. I'm like, why is it a malt <laughs> beverage, not a beer? But uh, I, I like and it. And it's it, in a tall, skinny can, like a Red Bull. Yeah. So, so it also doesn't feel like a beer. Definitely. In that way. <laughs> and it's from yeah a, a brewery and a distillery. So I I just didn't know what to <laughs> think about this one in a lot of ways. Like I don't even know what I'm drinking. Uh, I, yeah, I guess I like yuzu fruit. I'd love to try just uh, a bite from. <laughs> a yuzu but this I, I like the beer it was just also like what what am i it was hard to put my finger on exactly what i was drinking mm-hmm. at the same time so, i hear you and this is uh by the way from our friend bob thank you bob. oh yeah thank you bob you're the best all right matt that's gonna do it for this episode we'll put uh show notes up on the website at howtomoney.com links to some of the sites we mentioned today including deal news of course which is one of the best apps slash websites to track deals and to look at the black friday flyers and all that stuff so you can plan your holiday shopping uh so you're not spending more than you wanted to but buddy that's going to do it for this episode until next time best friends out best friends out
It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.